2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Lance Meadow with you. The phone number 973 667 1960. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you certainly can. Lance Meadow, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Doing great. Today we're going to do offensive side of the ball over under. So, we got a lot of people and positions to hit, so this might take a while. But if we see some calls come in, we'll try to squeeze them in in between some of these positions. But we definitely want to get all the guys on the offensive side of the ball out of the way as we go through our show today. So here's how the process will work. Lance and I are today, so we are going to determine the actual numbers, then select our over-under on these as well. And then I will be with Paul and Fiegel tomorrow. We'll see Paul go over for every category. And then and Jeff Fegels will make his picks as well. Uh, and Lance, it's funny. I don't remember the order in which we did it last, the, uh, when we did our division rankings uh, for each team, right? So I think I think me and Fegels did it first. Maybe you and I did it first. No, it was, I No, I remember. think it was you and I. It was yeah. you and I. We did it first. And, and we joked, by the way, as we closed that show, whether or not Datino would be able to get to 40 points for the Giants. We'll take a guess.
1: Well, I'm sure he wound up getting it. He hit
2: it exactly yeah. 40 on the dot. Yes, yes, he did. Yes. So <laughs> I thought that was funny biz. we did joke about that as we closed the first half of that show. Go back and listen to the archive, by the way, of our division ranking similar format. We did it over two shows. Go check that out. But Lance, there's only one place to start, and that's with quarterback Daniel Jones. And now this is going to be a little trickier for us this year now because we're going to look at these guys, you know, stats over the last couple of years, but we have to account for an extra game which is gonna make this a little bit trickier.
1: No, it's a good point because you do have the extra game. Also, you can't predict injuries. You don't know who's going to be in and out of the lineup. So there's always going to be wild cards when we do this. But yeah, you have to take into consideration there could be another game which is either going to boost stats for the good or boost stats for the bad. It can really go either way from that perspective.
2: Yeah, right. Before we start, so do you want to try when we set these numbers to put injury risk into the equation? Or would you just want to say, well, if Daniel Jones plays 17 games, this is his over-under? Or do you actually want to say say, well, you know, maybe he doesn't play 17 games. And do we want to try to put injuries in account in for these over-under numbers? Or you just want to say, assuming 17 games? How would you rather go about this?
1: I would say you have to assume 17 games just because it's virtually impossible to know whether or not somebody's going to miss a game, two, three, and whatever it may be. So I always go into these saying, this is the ideal situation. The player's there for every game. And we hope that that's how it plays out. We know probably it won't play out that way, but... Without having a crystal ball, I think it gets too technical if you start factoring in injuries.
2: I would tend to agree. All right, I think that's a good way to go about things Then, so we're almost doing like almost like a per game basis type deal here. So, in fact, if we want to do it that way, that might not be a bad way to do it. So let's let's start with Daniel Jones. So rather than doing total passing yards, lands, why don't we do passing yards per game? I think that's probably a good way to go about this. So just to give some history for Jones, in his first year he played in. I'm I'm, I'm not going to count. The one game he didn't start because he played basically like one play against Dallas in one series. So if you take his first year, he averaged 252 passing yards per game. If you take his second year, he averaged 210 passing yards per game. So those were his first two years in the league. Now, last year, I think both you and I, if I recall this conversation correctly, we kind of inflated his projected stats because both of us thought the defense was going to struggle. Shows what the hell we knew what we were talking about. And he'd have to throw the football a lot, right, in a lot of these games. And game flow will will predict a lot of this. But now I think, Lance, as we talk about this number, if they're going to be close in a lot of these games because the defense is better than we thought it was going to be last year, we're going to have to put that into consideration here as we try to figure out some of these stats.
1: Yeah. And that's another wild card too. While we go through the laundry list of all of those items, you just don't know whether or not all those games we're anticipating are going to be close or there's going to be some games where they have to battle back. So I always look at the middle ground from that standpoint. The other thing I was noticing, I, you mentioned 210. I don't know. I had him down as 240 passing yards per game last season. Is that off because of another factor Hold on, let you me, were mathematically taking the may, consideration? Maybe
2: I put something wrong into my system. Of two, no, I heard you say
1: 210. I'm looking well, at 240. On. Let me do it. 2,943.
2: I was just curious. No, I'm going to do the math. I was literally doing it on a calculator on my phone. 2,943 passing yards over 14 games, right? 210. That's what my math says right in front of me. It's interesting because ESPN's breakdown
1: has him for 240 yards per game. That's why. That's the chart that I'm looking for. I didn't do any of the math. I'm just looking no, at no, that's okay. their math. How, yeah, how, That's how, why I'm how m- wondering how they got to that. Well, thing.
2: how many total yards do they have him for the year?
1: They have 2,943.
2: Do you have a quick calculator on your computer real quick? Sure. Open it up and just make sure I'm not putting this into my thing incorrectly somehow. But I don't think I am.
1: I am going to do it as we speak right now. Because,
2: yeah, I mean, even thinking about the meth in my head. No,
1: absolutely. It comes out to just over 210. (laughs) I don't know why they have in their chart for yards per game. There's got to be something they're not factoring in. Within the statistics. Yeah,
2: I was thinking like... If I they, don't
1: know. Are they accounting for yards lost based on sacks or something? Or I, I don't know.
2: Like, I was thinking maybe are they kidding, taking into consideration... No, but in 16 games, it would be fewer yards, not more. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. That is very odd. That's the only
1: reason why I questioned. I wasn't saying your math was oh, off. I, I was know just that. wondering why ESPN has him for 30 additional yards per
2: game. That is very odd. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because we're we're taking, you know, total passing yards. which Sure, and then you divide it by the number of games. 100%. So I think this year, given the fact that I think they're going to play in a lot of close games, they're going to try to run the ball an awful lot, I would probably put it somewhere in between the 250 and 210. How do you feel about 235 or 240, somewhere in that area? Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think 240 is a good number, considering there's an additional game the ebbs and flows of a game. I would think 240, based on what he's done over his first two seasons, to me, 240 is a nice middle ground area.
2: I agree. Do you have elite leaders, by the way, in terms of passing yards per game anywhere? Do you have that or no? Let me see if I could bring that up real quick. Because I, I have total passing yards in terms of uh, for the season, and I don't want to you know do the math on, on every one of these guys per game. But if you want to look at it, uh, last year, not one quarterback reached 5,000 yards passing. Watson had 4,800, Mahomes 4,700, Brady 4,600, Ryan 4,500, Josh Allen 4,500. So um, that would put Daniel Jones, if he averages 240 passing yards per game, that would put him just under, or rather I shouldn't say that, that would put him at about um, two. that would put him over between 3,000 and 3,500. I have to do the math very quickly. But that's where it would put him. Over a 17 game season, if it's 240, that would put him at over 4,000 passing yards for the season. 4,080 exactly. So I think that's plausible. Last year, just so people know it again, this is only 16 games, Lance, not 17. There were 12 quarterbacks that finished with more than 4,000 yards and 15. Or 16, rather, that finish with more than 3,800. And I use 3,800 because you figure if they play a 17th game, that would pop them over 4,000, right? So I actually think this is a pretty good number. So will he finish with over 240 passing yards per game? You going over or under on that, Mr. Meadow?
1: I'll go slightly over for Daniel Jones this season. On two hundred forty. By the way, I just looked it up. Patrick Mahomes, because you're gonna remove Dak Prescott actually led the league, but he only played in five games. Yeah, it was
2: some crazy numbers, yeah. Too, it right? was
1: nearly four hundred yards. He had three hundred and seventy one yards per game. So Patrick Mahomes finished at three sixteen and Deshaun Watson was just over three hundred one. How many those th- were the top two leaders?
2: How many guys finished over two hundred fifty? Do you have that by any chance?
1: Let's see. Over 250. The cutoff for 250 would have been Gardner Minshew, who played nine games. So you had, let's see, Minshew, Big Ben, Stafford, Carr, Rivers, Russ, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan. We're up to 12. Yep. Herbert, 13. Brady, 14. And then you had Watson and Mahomes. 16 guys.
2: 16 guys. All right. I, I think that puts them right at the middle of the league. I am going to go slightly under on that, just slightly. I. It's funny, if it was like 4,000 exactly, I would maybe go over, but I think 4,080, maybe he'll go in between 4,000 and 4,080, somewhere in that range. So I'm going to go under, you're going to go over. All right, there's a lot less mass with this next one. Completion percentage, that's not going to get affected by the extra game. So in his first year, 61.9%, second year, 62.5%. I think we should pump this up a little bit, Lance, because I think, especially with Kadarius, Tony, and Barkley, you're going to have a lot of these short, easy completions where they try to get the ball to these guys in space to make plays down the field. I think the catch radius of Kyle Rudolph and Kenny Galladay probably help his completion percentage because they have such good hands and they're good at making contested catches. So for me, if you take a look at this, I think we probably should put completion percentage... I think 64%, do you think that's a little bit too high? Should we do like 63.5? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I was actually going to recommend 63.5, which is one percentage point above what he did in 2020. But we could go 64, because 64 then makes it a little bit more interesting in terms of where you go with that.
2: Because I think at 63.5, I would go over. But at 64, I question. Yeah. How about you? Are you going to go over or under 64? If we go
1: 64, I'm going to go slightly
2: under. All right. I'm going to go slightly over on that. I think it's – I don't know. I just think you're going to have a lot of – you know, shorter, easier completions this year with those guys, and I do think... Well, and plus Saquon's back, too. Right, 100%. So, I mean, I'm with you in terms
1: of your rationale, but, you know, the other thing that we're not accounting for is, and this is the wild card, game flow. There's going to be games where they're going to play from behind. So, he's going to have more attempts than we figure, and you're not going to be able to rely on just the short passes and then the offensive line play. You know, pressure is going to impact the efficiency of the throws. So that's why I'm going slightly under because those are two things I it's hard to predict at this point.
2: Well, yeah, and, and how quickly the ball is going to come out. Sure, yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. So I agree 100%. Um, touchdowns is interesting. Just to show how dopey we were last year, we had his touchdown number at 30-and-a-half last year, and both of us, lands selected over on, on that, <laughs> and he finished with 11. So 24 in his first year, 11 last year. Uh, setting this number is difficult. Remember, you're looking, we're assuming he's playing all the games, right? So I think you probably have to set it close to 30 again, right? Because if he, I think asking him to average two touchdown passes per game, I don't think that's asking a lot. You want to put it a little bit below that? Do you want to put it at, like, 32 or something like that? Or do you think they're going to run a lot of balls in for touchdowns? What are your thoughts on the touchdowns? Well, I numbers? think
1: the emphasis will be to run the football. You know, that's the other thing that you can't dismiss it, overlook. So, I think we've got to be practical from that standpoint. I think 30 is a good number. Okay. I think if we set it at 30, you know, then you're wondering, okay, can he get back to the 2019 levels and improve upon that when he had 24? The return of Barkley... Factoring that in to help the run game, 30 would be, I think, a fair number.
2: Okay, so we don't have any ties. I'm going to put it at 29 and a half, so 30 will put him in over. Just FYI, on. I'm actually surprised by this. Take it, guys, off the top of your head. How many NFL quarterbacks threw for more than 30 touchdowns last year? More than 30? Yeah. I don't know, eight guys? Uh, Ten, actually. I-, I thought it would be more than that, to be honest with you. Now, there's one, two, three, four, five guys at 26 and another at 27. The guys that threw for more than 30, just so people understand, Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, none of those should be surprises. Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert. Those were the 10 players that threw for more than 30 touchdowns. So, 29 and a half for Daniel Jones. I'm going to go I'm going to go over on that. How about you? Over or under 29 and Yeah, a half? boy, this is a
1: tough one. Yeah. Mainly because, you know, I'm thinking Better opportunities in the red zone this year with the guys they have in the passing game to open up things on the ground when they're in the 10, which is something they struggle to do True. this year.
2: Saquon also not like, you know, captain, you know, short yardage running back. Either. Of course.
1: Absolutely. But you wonder, does Devontae Booker take on a role like that? Does somebody else. And, you know, do they try to involve other people on the ground? Remember, Jason Garrett had other people out of the backfield run, too. Evan Ingram had a touchdown, remember, on the ground in the red zone.
2: And really, Lance, this is going to be determined by how productive the offense is overall, right? I mean, the Giants are going to have to be, if he's going to get over 30 touchdown passes, they're probably going to have to be a top 15 offense. So that's the question we're asking, too. How productive is this offense going to be over the course of the year? I'm going to go slightly under. And you know what? I'm changing my mind. I'm going under, too. Yeah, because that's I where think, I'm going to finish up. I, I think that I think predicting top 12 offense might be a little bit strong for this group. And if you're not confident in that, you shouldn't be confident he's going to throw for more than 30 touchdowns.
1: Well, and also, I would be curious in NFL history, and granted a lot has changed with this roster, okay? But when is the last time, John, that a quarterback in the NFL – Improved by 20 touchdown passes <laughs> in one season. Okay, <laughs> no, right. listen. Let's be practical. Okay, we're expecting improvement, but if you really are saying to yourself, Daniel's going to go from 11 touchdowns to 31, 32 touchdown passes, I don't know the answer. But I would be astounded to find out that there's a high volume of guys that improved by 20 touchdowns. Now,
2: passes. do you think we should lower the number? Then is 29 and a half too high? Should we put it down in like 28 and a half? Maybe.
1: Well, I do think last season was a very rare one of those occasions where you saw, I mean, he dipped by 13 touchdown passes, which is a significant drop. And a lot of that was he got hurt. They had a lot of injuries. So I don't think there's anything wrong with going back to where we started last season. And figuring with the amount of talent they bring in. No, I don't think we need to adjust our numbers from that okay. standpoint. I just think you need to factor that in. And I want to keep it that way because I'd be very curious to see if Paul is going to take that <laughs> into consideration. And something tells me he's not going to take that into consideration because he's going to think that guys just snapped their fingers and approved by 20 touchdown passes. Yeah, because <laughs> in
2: his rookie year, Jones did average two touchdown passes a game. So yeah. interesting. All right. Let's go. Which in- means it's feasible based sure. on that math, yeah. John. I'm not telling you that he can't do it.
1: Yeah. But once again, you have to factor in the run game and also assuming, by the way, that all the weapons we're talking about are going to stay healthy for all those games. Remember, we had this conversation last year. If you would have told me Sterling Shepard's going to miss a good portion of the season, Saquon's going to be done by week two, I certainly would have changed my outlook in terms of my factoring in the
2: mathematics here. No, 100%. I'm, I'm with you there. All right, let's go interceptions, Lance. 12 in his first year, 10 in his second year. Do you want to go, remember, only 10 interceptions in 14 games. So if we're assuming 17 games, we should probably add one to that. We probably think that, I don't know if the attempts, attempts per game are probably going to go up a little bit just because the offensive line is a little bit better maybe. I would probably put this number, what, 11 and a half? Do you think that's a fair number? Well,
1: the middle ground would be 11 from the first two seasons, but remember, we're increasing games as you mentioned, and he has never had a 16-game season. Right. I don't know. I think he can maybe go. You
2: want to go 12 and a half, or you think that's too high? We can we can go we can split the difference and go 12. Let's go 12 then. You want to go 12? I think 12 is a good number. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good number too. Now, here's the other side of this. Right? We talked about how you know throwing into these guys with big catch radii and, and contested catches. That can turn into you know some more big plays and maybe a higher completion percentage, but I think when you have a little more more confidence throwing it to the guys in traffic, that might turn into some more interceptions from time to sure. time. Balls get tipped up, they go to defenders. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over on the interceptions, Assu- assuming he's playing those 17 games. I'm gonna go over on the interceptions at 12.
1: I'm completely with you. I'm gonna go over to, and once again. 14 games last year with 10, you add three more games, assuming he stays healthy. There's going to be more passes that are going to be thrown in territory where you could have some of those 50-50 opportunities. Plus, Kenny Galladay, remember, has got a knack for going after those jump balls, and he's got a good track record. But you also need to account for sometimes the defense is going to get the better of the offensive players. So I would go slightly over here.
2: And by the way, just so people know, this is not insulting to Daniel. Twelve quarterbacks last year had 11 or more interceptions, and there are some good names on that list. Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. So you have some good names on that list for guys that that top that mark. So um, yeah, I think twelve is a good number there. All right, now this is this one is a little bit trickier. Um, we're not t- gonna do fumbles lost here. Okay, we're gonna do straight up fumbles, fumbles. So it doesn't matter who recovers it because that's a you know that's a lot of luck, right? You can only control how many times you fumble the ball, not how many times your team recovers it. So in his first year. Daniel Jones had 18 fumbles. In his second year, he had 11 fumbles. Where do we want to place him this year? Now, we should note, Lance, that these numbers improved as the season went along. The second half of the year, he did not have nearly as many turnovers, which I think is something to uh, take into consideration here. So, 11 fumbles, 6 lost last year. 18 and 11 his first year. I think we should probably put this number right around where it was last year because we're accounting for the extra games, but I think we're also accounting for him improving in the air and the offensive line being a little bit better. So I think if we put it at 10.5 or 11.5, I think that's that's an interesting place to put it. I was going
1: to go slightly higher on this, but the more and more I'm thinking about what you're saying, I think is reasonable. I was looking more of like the 13 ballpark just to take sort of the average of the two. And I agree with you. He absolutely improved in this category last season, but I'm also factoring in if we're going to think about more games, John, on top of the improvement, should we go a little bit higher than the 10-11 ballpark that you're talking about? I don't know. Should we go 12? I was I
2: was say, do you want to do 12? How about we do interceptions and fumbles both at 12 flat? That's fair. Let's go 12. Okay, I'm going to go under that, and I'm assuming you're going to go over on that, right, based on you wanted your I'm going to go
1: just over 12. Okay. And I'm yeah, go a lot of these Sunday. are borderline for me, John. Well, I mean, The more and more we're factoring these numbers. I mean, we're talking—it wouldn't be surprising if it's 12, actually, if the number finishes there, right well, on the money.
2: Well, I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, the yeah, whole point is absolutely. to make this as difficult as possible, so we try to nail this as we head into next season, Then we can make fun of each other for how bad we were. Just FYI, last year, we put his over-under on fumbles at 12.5, just FYI, and we all had under, except for you, you had over— And interceptions last year, I'm happy I found the sheet, Um, we had his interceptions at 13-and-a-half. All of us selected over except for Paul, who went under on that one. So – that's where we were in terms of him last year. All right, we got two more numbers for Jones before he I'll take a call and then we'll hit some then we'll hit Saquon Barkley. Uh quarterback rating lands. As a rookie, eighty-seven point seven. In his second year, eighty point four. I would expect this to, to skyrocket just from the touchdown increase that we both expect is going to happen. So I think we should probably put this in and around 90-ish or high eighties. Maybe like 89 and a half or 89. What are your thoughts here for quarterback rating?
1: Well, plus also third year of experience in the NFL, too. You would figure that that number would improve just based on the amount of games he's played. And and year two in the same offense, too. So I think 88 or 89, to me, would be a good number. If you want to take the middle ground, you want to go
2: 88.5. Now, Les, this might be a little conservative here. because I'm looking at the league leaders last year, okay? There were 23 quarterbacks that finished with a 90 quarterback rating or better. 23. Goff, Bridgewater, Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky finished with a 93.5 quarterback rating. Roethlisberger, Murray, Fitzpatrick, Minshew, Mayfield, Stafford, Rivers, Herbert, Jackson, and then obviously all the superstars. So maybe we need to, to pump that a little bit. You know, there were 21 quarterbacks that finished with a rating of 93 or higher. So do you want to put it at, like, 93? Is that a good number? Because I think it's reasonable to think he's going to finish in the top 20 in quarterback rating, no? Yeah, we could go 92 if you
1: want. How about 92 and a half? 92 and a half. Let's go 92 and a half.
2: Okay, and I'm actually going to go over on that. So 21 quarterbacks, you said, had higher than a 90 rating? Yeah, uh, 21 had higher than a 93. 23 had a 90 or higher. Matt Ryan was the lowest at 93.3. He was 21st in the league in quarterback rating. I'll go slightly above on the over. Over on that, too. Yeah. Cool. All right, finally, and I actually didn't put this one to you, so this is kind of a surprise. Let's do rushing yards. Why not, right? So in his first year, Daniel Jones rushed for 279 yards. Last year, he rushed for 423. Do you want to put this number right in line with last year? Do you want to bump it a little bit? Do you want to lower it a little bit? What are your thoughts on that for, for rushing yards for Daniel?
1: Well, I think his attempts are not going to skyrocket. I don't see that happening.
2: No, I don't think they'll skyrocket either. I agree. I
1: think the return of Barkley is going to put him on the field more often than not, and Daniel Jones is going to be a threat to run because it does add another dimension to this offense, but I don't look at it as, well, they're going to take where they left off last season and add to that. I think it's going to stay as is, if not maybe fall slightly. So, we're looking at yardage. We're not looking at rushing attempts right now. So, I'm not anticipating that that number is going to be much higher than it was. So, if you wanted to go... Like 425? Yeah, I was thinking maybe more like 415, 417, but I could live with 425.
2: Remember, but you have to count for three more course, games. Because, of course, yeah, the extra yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But I'm also thinking that he may not have 65 attempts. I mean, I could see okay. the 65 attempts go down, too. All right, So, why so we... even though the games go up, I could see the
2: attempts go down. All right, so why don't we go 425. That's a fair number. All right, I'm going to go under on that because, remember, he had that 80-yard run, and then what was his other long one he had? Well, and he so had another run where he actually scored 50. a
1: touchdown in the second game against the Eagles.
2: And that was, a, that was almost a 50-yard run, correct? I want to
1: say that was in the ballpark of that area. And
2: how yeah. often do quarterbacks get two long runs like that over the course of the season, especially now that teams are more aware of what he's going to do? Sure. So I don't think you're going to get those big chunk plays because teams will account for him. So I'm going to go under that 425 number.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm going to go under, too, based on pretty much everything I said before you threw in that, which I agree with you. I mean, that's more of an argument to say, well, wait a minute. If two big runs accounted for about a third of his total yardage last year, you're banking on that happening again, which I would say is not likely. So I'm definitely going under.
2: So I think the way we look at this, Lance, if we're looking at where we think Jones is going to land based on our conversations, we're we're thinking – High 3,000s, low 4,000s in terms of passing yards, all right? Around a 64% completion percentage, 27, 28 touchdowns, 13-ish interceptions, 12-ish fumbles, 93 quarterback rating. I think. Do you think Giant fans would be happy if he walked away with a season that looked like that? Yeah,
1: I think that would be a step in the right direction, and also it would be a return to some of the flashes he showed as a rookie. I I think you want him to get back to those 2019 levels when, by the way, he didn't play every game because he didn't start every game. To me, last year was a significant step back. Now, it wasn't all Daniel Jones. Of course, there are a lot of factors surrounding him. But I think if you get him back to his rookie level and you improve upon that, I would think that that is a huge stride based on where he was last
2: season. I agree 100%. All right, we got a call here, Lance. Let's take the call, and then we'll move on to Saquon Barkley here. First, just a reminder, limited Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. All right, let's go to our first caller. Caller, remember, there is no call screener, so if you're hearing us through your phone, that means you're the person I'm saying hello to right now. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
0: Hey, John, Lance. It's Rick from Tampa. Rick, what's up? Guys, good, uh, good conversation. Very interesting. Um, I didn't know what you were talking about today, and when I started hearing the percentages and everything, it's, uh, I like hearing that a little bit. Um, one of the I, uh, stats you didn't um, bring up with regarding Daniel Jones or did you was his plus or minus of how many games he's going to play start.
2: Oh, that's actually interesting. We can do that if you want, Rick. I think that's an interesting yeah. one.
0: Yeah, because I think that's important that he stays healthy and uh, what your thoughts are, he's going to make the whole the whole season with the extra game as well. So you could maybe do that one after. Well, Rick, um, what do you think?
2: 14? Do you think that's fair? Uh, 13 and a half? What are you thinking for that? Uh, I, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking
0: every game. I'm going for it. You can't make
2: seventeen the over/under. That's not gonna work. No, I know. No, anyway, no, over and under, it'll be fourteen. It'll be
0: fourteen. Right. Because he, he, yeah, I'd say that's good. It definitely fourteen because he could easily play less than that, and he could obviously go more than that. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a good number.
2: What's your other point, Rick?
0: The um, well. Their completion percentage, well, first of all, with Daniel Jones, I imagine all, all the, the positive stats have to go up. I mean, this season, we're expecting that. Um, the one of them I don't want to see go up, which you brought up, was fumbles. How many fumbles did you said? 12 or 13, you said?
2: Uh, we put the over under a 12 for him.
0: For him, yeah, yeah, that that one has to go down. That's such a concern. Uh, but also the completion percentage, I believe, and you mentioned I think with uh, Galladay, now, uh, go up and grab the ball kind of guy, I think that'll go up with that and also with some of the, the short passes with Tony and stuff that I think you mentioned as well. I think that'll definitely lead to a better completion percentage. That leads me to the, the, the question. I know you're getting to Saquon next, but um, will Jason Garrett, when does he in his game plan as he starts to plan uh, when they get the preseason and camp opens in July and they start to think about what they you know the what the running game and the plays and all that stuff will he implement a running game short pass game obviously when if Saquon's there game 1 we know how we like to use Saquon we like to run him and we like to throw dink him a couple of passes that kind of thing will he have the same game plan with Barkley with the thought of him, he's going to be there, and then just inter and then just interject the players that we've selected so far to do the same thing, or will it be a separate game plan without him, with regarding the running? Uh, and when when do you think obviously he's going to have to realize that throughout the camp is it going to be towards the end? Obviously, when we find out how close he is, if he's going to, they're going to have to know. That's what I mean. They're going to have to know what if he's coming back to, if they're implementing a different game plan in a sense. Or if it's the same one, you just plug in a different guy, then they wouldn't have to. So that's kind of my question regarding that. Maybe you could uh, touch on that a little bit.
1: Well, I don't think that Dresley going to have to change much. I mean, if you look at last season when Saquon went out, Jason Garrett still ran the ball effectively with Wayne Goldman. So he would just say, hey, next guy up. I also don't think Jason's going to be worried about that at the start of training camp. I think he's going to wait till they see what leads up to the first week of the season. I mean, you could make okay. tweets, and you're going to focus on the strategy of the week one matchup against the Denver Broncos once they finalize the roster. They're not really thinking mm-hmm. about game plan for Denver when they start training camp. They're thinking more about implementing the overall scheme concepts and seeing who's going to make the back end of the roster. So you don't really yeah. get into that conversation until about a week leading up to the game. And by then, they'll have an idea of whether or not Saquon's going to be in the lineup. But as far as... Saquon being on the field or not, Jason, I think, proved last season he's not going to not run the football just because Saquon's not there. They're just going to account for a different running back. And if Saquon's not there as a guy that could catch the ball to the backfield— then maybe you get Tony involved a little bit more, or maybe you see what those other running backs could do that are ultimately okay. going to make okay. the roster. I don't think they're drastically going to change things because I think Jason Garrett showed the ability to accommodate injuries last season, especially mm-hmm. when they were thrown at him relatively early in the year.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. That makes more sense. And real quickly, John, yesterday you guys uh, talked about, and I know you, it's fun to talk about where Aaron Rodgers is going to go if that ever came to it, but it's got to be Miami, not Denver. I think it's got to be Miami. If he's going to go to go to a nice warm climate, he doesn't want to Dolly. go to the
2: East Coast, though. He would no, rather he would rather go to Denver than Miami. I think.
0: Okay, all right. I just think just that, based and on Nor- geography. Yeah, New Orleans, John. Forget New Orleans. Listen, they are going to be bad. I know you said you predict them; they may be like sneaky or something like that. But uh, why do you gonna think they're
2: going to be bad? Yeah, because they won the,
1: five. They went undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback when Drew got hurt.
0: I, I'd rather have him quarterbacking than uh, uh, the Florida –
1: James Winston you're talking about.
0: Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, 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 he, I, I don't like him at all, I, he, and, and I don't think he's got it. He may be able to throw a ball far down the field, but that's it. Everything else between that and it's in his head, he is not producing. I think he's – would dis- You disagreed with me on that point. But I tell you right now, I think they're in for a world of changes. So hopefully that will be the case because uh-huh. we're playing them. Well, the Saints uh, have a really good defense, sounds so
1: good, I wouldn't dismiss that team based on just the overall makeup. And Sean Payton's got a good track record of making adjustments.
2: I agree 100%. When there's changes
1: at quarterback. So I I don't necessarily agree with that assessment. I'm not saying the Saints are the best team in the NFC, but I don't think they're just going to fall off a cliff and completely disappear.
2: Look, they won games with Taysom Hill as their quarterback last year. All right?
1: And Jameis actually put up really good numbers in Tampa. The problem was... He had turnovers, and I know he barely got opportunities last season, but I think they're going to mix and match both quarterbacks. I think they're going to utilize both of them. And remember, there's different talent in Tampa Bay, I mean, in New Orleans, and a different offensive line. So there's a lot of things that are not duplicated from what Jameis worked with when he was in Tampa Bay.
2: hundred percent. I'm with you. And Lance, I'm going to bump down just so we don't have any ties. I'm going to bump the interceptions and fumbles down to 11.5 just to make it tougher on Detino and Feagles. Just for fun. Because you have over on both those anyway. So, it actually helps you out by me bumping them down. To That's one fair. And a half. Yeah. It gives you more wiggle room. So, there you go. I want, I want, I want to try to test the Tino here to see how brave he's going to get. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Saquon Barkley. And the phone's open, by the way. If you want to give us a call, you can. 973-667-1960. Don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giant Suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888 888- 888 NYG 1925, or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. All right, Lance, let's go to Mr. Bakley, Saquon. So much like Daniel, uh, we're going to do yards per game here because that's an easier way to do it uh, because, you know, in terms of doing the math for the 17 games. So if you take a look at it from that perspective, as a rookie, Saquon played in 16 games, and he had – 1,307 yards. So in his rookie year, and that was his best year, obviously, he averaged just over 81 yards per game on the ground. In his second year, he rushed for 1,000 yards, 1,003 yards to be specific, in 13 games, which put him at 77 yards per game that year. Uh, I'm going to throw last year out because he got injured in the middle of the second game. So those, those stats are really pointless here, Lance. So, I would say we probably have to put his rushing over-under probably close to his rookie total, I would think. Somewhere around 1,300, maybe 1,350 since there'll be an extra game when we think the offensive line's going to be a little bit better. What do you think about that?
1: Well, and they were also a good run-blocking unit overall last season. Oh, yeah, if, very good. Right? If you look at the offensive line. So, we're not looking for mountains to be moved. We're just looking for an opportunity for Saquon to do really what Wayne Goldman did. And I thought, once again, Wayne had a very effective season. Remember, we had a show. We named him. I think you and I named him our offensive MVP for a reason. So, I think it's very reasonable to see him get to his 2018 levels. Assuming he stays healthy And can play that volume of games, because he did play all 16 games in 2018. So I think our numbers should be targeted right in that area. So if you're talking about yards per game, then you want to pretty much go in that low 80 barometer. So
2: if he finishes with 1,400 rushing yards and he plays 17 games, that'll put him at 82 rushing yards per game. If we want to be a little bit more aggressive than that and go say 85 rushing yards per game, that'll put him at 1,445.
1: I'd rather go on the lower end of that equation.
2: Okay, so how about do you want to put it like 1,415 or 1,400 flat? Let's go 1,400 flat. Okay, I like that number. All right, so that's 1,400 flat, which then again, once again, equates to, just so I have it written down correctly, that's 82 yards per game.
1: And that was my target pretty much.
2: All right, perfect. So 82 yards per game, I'm going to go over 82 yards per game for him.
1: I'm going to go slightly under. And, again, and I mean, this could be one of those 81.9, 81.8.
2: Oh, Lance is going to be sitting there. He's going to break a 40-yard run in Week 17. He's going to be slamming the table. because. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get yeah, that emotional
1: over these yeah. number of projections, But, but I of do course. think it could be one of those scenarios, though. I, I do think that's an yeah. accurate portrayal of how I see it playing out. Well,
2: and the reason Lance won't be is he'll be paying attention to his fantasy football championship. and then that, Well, uh, then that will be, be more good things for my fantasy team. So yes. you're right. I would absolutely be doing that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go yards per carry. First year, 5 yards per carry. Second year, 4.6 yards per carry. And then again, 1.8 last year in just that very small sample size, 19 rushes. So, huh boy, I think you go higher than the 4.6 because yes. he battled with a high ankle sprain that year and the offensive line was a mess. I think you probably, do you want to do 5 flat? I, I'm okay going 5 flat. you want to go 4.95, something like that? I was thinking more like 4.8.
1: That's where I was thinking in my head. But if you want to go a little bit higher, I'm not necessarily against that. I just, boy, I mean, if he, if you set it at five,
2: that's then I think
1: most of us are going to go under, unless your expectations are just unbelievably through the roof this year.
2: Well, just out of curiosity, let me bring up, I have my sortable league leaders here. Last You're going to look at year, how many
1: guys averaged over yeah, five. absolutely. Yeah. Well, see. that's what we did with some of the passing.
2: Exactly. So rushing yards, and they, they might not uh, cycle out here for a number of rushes, which which could be a problem. Um. 12 players averaged more than five yards per carry. But a lot of these guys were small sample size guys, right? Like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. So that's just two. That's two quarterbacks in there, okay? Yeah. Um, Well, and that's quarterbacks too. Right. Keep that in mind. Uh, Those are the only two quarterbacks of the 12. The other guys are Raheem Mostert. Gus Edwards, Jonathan Taylor, those are small sample size guys. Damian Harris, another small sample size guy. Sanders, Miles Sanders, Ronald Jones. The only really big sample size guys here are Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb.
1: All good offensive lines, by the way. And then,
2: by the way, at 499 is Dalvin Cook. At 498 is Alvin Kamara. At 483 is Chris Carson. You're right. I think five is actually aggressive, Lance. Yeah, well, and think about those last
1: few guys that you mentioned. I mean, Dalvin Cook had a great season. But even with the volume, when you take that into consideration, normally you find that it's under 5.
2: I agree. So how about we go, I say 4.8 or 4.85 if we want to be aggressive on this. You want to go 4.86 just to make it interesting? No, no. You know what? How about we split the difference? We'll go 4.82.
1: Okay. Wow. Ooh. All right. That makes it even more challenging.
2: 4.82 on yards per carry for Saquon. I am going to go... Boy, this is tight. I don't know. Boy, do you have a good feel for this? Well, I'm going to lean
1: towards the under. Because 4.8 is what my in my mind I was saying to myself. So if you're going to set it at 4.82, that's going to be the under for me.
2: 4.82. Last year, Goldman, by the way, was at 4.64. And Goldman had a solid season. Yeah. And he's pretty much,
1: Saquon's going to be running behind the similar offensive line. I also think that some of the other guys are going to get carries. Not that that really has a huge impact in terms of yardage per carry, but that does factor in the flow of the game, the rhythm of the game. So, hey, if Saquon ends up with
2: 4.8 yards per carry, okay, that ain't too shy. No, that is darn good. I'm going to go over yeah. here because, you know what, actually what clinched it is seeing Gallman at 4.64. I think Barkley will turn, like, that 15-yard Goleman run into a 60-yard Barkley run, and that will pump his number up above 4.82. So I'm going to go over that. All right, that's interesting. I don't think those numbers are going to be that high. Wow, David Johnson was at 4.7 last year. That's actually really surprising. I did not think he had a very good year. Anyway, all right, let's go. Do you want to do receiving yards next or rushing touchdowns next, Lance? Well, let's finish up the rushing. All right, so let's do rushing touchdowns. Last year, just to give you an idea, there were 10 running backs that finished with 10 touchdowns or more. There were 15 running backs. That finished with eight touchdowns or more. In Saquon Barkley's rookie year, he finished with 11 touchdowns on the ground. This is just on the ground now. And he finished with six rushing touchdowns in 2019. Do we go? Do we just go flat 10 or 10.5 10 or 9.5 here? Do you think that's fair?
1: Well, and also just to add another number, they had 13 as a team last year. Mm, okay. Just to take that into consideration. Now, granted, that was without Saquon, okay? And we're looking at just Saquon, but thirteen overall, Wayne Goleman had six.
2: I would say Joe Daniel Jones had one in that list. And Ingram yeah. and Shepard both had one as well. So running backs, they had a ten. They had ten amongst running backs. Six for Goleman, one for Morris, one for Freeman, two for Deion Lewis.
1: And you figure Saquon could absorb some from those three guys.
2: I would figure a ton of them. And yes. you get more just because the offense is better. Of course. So what do you think, 10 and a half? Let's go with, yeah, let's go with 10 and a half. I'm going to go under because I went over. Um, I th- rather, I think Daniel Jones is, is going to be, you know, get a lot of touchdowns this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Saquon goes just under. I think he's going to finish with 10 on the dot.
1: I'm going to go under, two. I can see him finishing with 10, but I'm also factoring in, as I said earlier, Jason Garrett has shown that he'll utilize other guys out of the backfield on some trick plays. I think they're going to involve Tony, perhaps, maybe, in some tight spaces, maybe even in the red zone out of the backfield. And that's going to take some scoring opportunities away from Saquon. And... John, I think Saquon's going to be a target out of the backfield as a receiver, which will also account for a few touchdowns. So you have to figure that's going to take away the volume of just pure running scores. So under 10 and a half for me.
2: Yeah, I wonder, too, if they're going to use Booker at all on a short yardage roll. That's you know, another He's option. a bigger yeah. back. He's like 220 pounds. So sure. interesting to keep an eye on as well. Now,
1: the Raiders didn't necessarily take Josh Jacobs off the field to put Booker on. Now... I think that Garrett, more often than not, is going to say, I'd rather have Saquon in there. So I I don't think he's going to fully try to remove him from the equation. But in a few shorter yardage situations, maybe they don't want Barkley to take an additional hit or two. Yeah, Booker could get a few goal line carries. I don't think that's crazy at all.
2: All right, let's jump to receiving yards here for Saquon Lance. Um, Boy, 721 as a rookie. That was just, you know, check down centrally and 91 receptions. 52 catches as a sophomore in a second year for 438 yards. They have so many weapons now at the wide receiver position. I think this will probably be somewhere in the 50 to 60 range again. 57 and a half, maybe something like that. Do you want to go as high as 60 for this? They just have so many other targets, including a guy sure. like Tony. I mean, Booker can also be used as a third down back. I'm okay with a number between 55 and 60 here for receptions. We could go, you think 57 is a fair number? I'm okay with
1: that. I was thinking 57 or 58. All but right, so I I'll think be- 57 makes it a little bit more challenging. All
2: right, so I'm going to go 57 and a half then. That way we don't have a tie. There we go. All right, 57 and a half. I'm going to go under just because they have so many guys to throw the ball to. I think he's going to dip slightly under that.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, if he gets 91 receptions, I don't think that's a good thing for the Giants. No,
2: I agree, 100%. I will say that. Okay, Mm
1: -hmm. you do not want to see his number that high. Yes, if you own him in fantasy, you want to see it. But in (laughs) reality, you do not want to see Saquon have 91 receptions. And it's not like Christian McCaffrey, where they don't have nearly as many weapons, and you're fine if Christian gets in the 90 ballpark because he's such a prolific part of their offense. So I think I will go under as well. I do think in the low 50s is reasonable for Saquon because there are going to be some plays where there's breakdowns and there's going to be some design screens. So Saquon's still going to get his opportunities, but I think the days of 91 is not good news for the Giants.
2: I concur. I concur. I'm with you. So I'm, you're going over 57 and a half or under? I'm no, sorry. I'm going under 57 going and a half. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we need to do receiving touchdowns, to be honest with you, there's just not going to be many of those. I don't think that's worth necessarily doing it. Receiving yards, I think, is a little bit more interesting. So let's take a look at that very quickly, and I'll take your call in a second. Caller that called in. All right. So let's take a look at receiving yards, Lance. We have 438 in his second year, 721 in his first. I think if he... Let's say he gets, like, 50, if you go 57 and he averages 8 yards per carry, that puts you at around 450 receiving yards. So do you want to say, like, 460, something like that? You think 460's that's a fair, fair number? Yeah. All right, so why don't we do 460? And since I went under on receptions, I'm going to go under on receiving yards as well. And I'm going to go under, too. Okay.
1: Even though I could see him finishing with the 2019 totals of – 52, 53 receptions, then that to me would put him slightly under 460.
2: Now remember, too, we're not accounting for the the four extra games, too. He only played 13 games in 2019.
1: Sure, but here's the other thing. And once again, I don't like doing over-unders for how many games guys are going to play or Mm -hmm. not play. I I don't think that's necessarily productive. You're never rooting for anybody to get hurt. But I think based on Saquon's track record, I don't think it's crazy. And with the pounding that running backs get, John, it's very rare that a running back plays all 16 games. So it's not a stretch to say there's a chance that Saquon may finish with 15 to 16 games as opposed to 17 this
2: year. No, I'm with you, and they've, li- and you know, maybe they'll try to limit his snaps a little bit sure. too, coming off an especially NCAA. early in the season. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. All right, let's take a call very quickly. Nine seven three six six seven nineteen sixty. Call, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Yeah, Len from Columbia, Maryland. Hi, Len. Hey guys, how you doing? Well, you're okay. all right. okay. Um, always, always kind of an interesting exercise. I look forward to it in the off season where you guys, although the numbers start getting all jumbled up, and uh, I, I, I quickly you know, try to get to a bottom line, which is, well, what does this all translate to in terms of wins? <laughs> and my 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 first observation would be um, the numbers that you laid out for Daniel are mandatory. We're, we're not winning 10 games unless we hit those numbers. I don't care what Barkley does.
2: Well, remember, if, if, he, if he hits those numbers, he's basically a top 15 to top 12 quarterback.
3: And I, I think that's how you get to you – know, I think that's how you get to 10 wins. Um, he's, we have to – the team, I don't know how many games he's going to miss, but I think that's pretty much where we've got to be as a team at the end of the season. Hopefully it's Daniel for you know, 17 games. The only thing that worries me a little bit about the numbers you laid out for Daniel – uh Last four games, um mid-December, we're home. A little late in December, we go to Philly. little later in, or early in January, we go to you-know-where, John. We go to Chicago. And the week after that, middle of January, we're in the Northeast again at home.
2: No, you're right, Len. There could be some weather at the end of the year. Though, yeah. last year, the Giants dealt with a lot of weather, too. They were in a ton of these nasty ring games last year.
3: Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... uh Again, those are four sites. If you know the, the teams will be tough, but uh, you know those four sites, we could run into just about anything. You know, in terms of weather, and that that, that might hold on the numbers a little bit. But well, that's I'm, another I'm wild at, card if, if as we're, we were if, talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. If if we're if if we get to January 12th, I think that's after our last game. If if we get to January 12th and um, we, we, we haven't made the playoffs. I mean, we're, we're starting to talk critically about Daniel. Um, so I see those numbers as minimums. I mean, we got to produce that to win, to win 10 games. Um, second second point, um, uh, Lance, I wanted, I wanted to chat a little bit with you about a conversation you were having with Paulie. I don't know if it was a couple of days ago or whether it was last week, and the subject was Dalvin Tomlinson, um, I don't want to say versus Danny Shelton, and Johnson, but I, I, I just wanted to say um, at this point in the offseason, heading into the season, I, I feel like we're really going to miss Tomlinson. Uh, now, I'm not saying we, we shouldn't have taken the route that we took. I just think it may have been a little bit of a, you know, a gamble on our part. Um, I think he was such an integral part of that defensive front and the whole defense.
2: Well, we'll find out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 We're going to find out if you if you're going to run a three four, you, man, you better you better have a stud at nose tackle, uh, or else you're wallowing in seven eight wins. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm looking forward to the rest of the numbers that come out, particularly on the wide receivers. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Thank man. you. Thanks for taking All my right. call. Appreciate Bye. the call. Bye. Bye.
1: One thing I just wanted to piggyback real quickly, John, before we get to the rest of the numbers, the point that Len was referring to is we were having the conversation about how Dalvin did a lot of the dirty work that doesn't always show up in the box score. So, yes, I would agree with Len, and I was campaigning for that when I was having the conversation with Paul that, you know, that's a factor you have to take into consideration. The stuff he did to open up opportunities for other guys and vice versa – When those dynamics change, you can't just expect to pick up where you left off. Though Danny Shelton is somewhat of an underrated guy who doesn't have all the flash, has done also a lot of the dirty work. So I do think that was a good value pickup. But Dalvin's been a staple, and he's played all 16 games for all four seasons. So you knew what you were going to get every single game. There's no doubt about that. As far as the point overall about Daniel's numbers, the way that I look at it, John, It's not so much of the individual statistics. It's 17.5 points per game, okay? How do you drastically improve on that? I don't care whether it comes from Daniel doing more, Saquon doing more, Kenny Galladay jumping through the roof of every stadium known to man. (laughs) You've got to get 17.5 to a much more respectable and consistent number. It really doesn't matter how you get there. Yes. Some combination, but don't show me 17 and a half to 20. I mean, you really need to drastically improve the points per game scoring so that you can stay with the opposition and also take a little bit more pressure on a defense that most people are assuming is going to pick up where it left off. But what happens if that doesn't happen? You need your offense to then pick up a little bit more slack.
2: I'm with you, 100%. I'm with you. Nine, seven, three, six, six, seven, 1960. Maybe we'll squeeze in one more if it comes in. But let let's go to the wide receivers. These will go a little, and tight ends. These will go quicker. We only have three stack categories for each guy. We could probably roll through these pretty fast here. What, what receiver do you want to start with? I'll let you choose. Let's start with the guys who are returning, and we'll
1: save Kenny Galladay for last.
2: Okay, sounds good. Let's go first then with Sterling Shepard. He's the longest ten year giant. We might as well start with him. Sterling's interesting because in his career he's only played 16 games twice in his first and third years. Yet his statistics, statistics, pardon me, have remained remarkably consistent from year to year. He's finished with between 580 and 870 receiving yards every year with three of those years coming between 650 and 730. He's finished with between 57 and 66 catches every year. So I think this actually makes it pretty easy for Sterling here, Lance. I would put his receptions toward the higher side of that number, given he had 57 and 66 in his last two years, only playing 10 and 12 games. So I think we probably bump that up a little bit, given we're going to have an extra game. I would put it around 70, I think, for his over-under on receptions. I'm with you
1: with 70, but here's the thing that we have to think about for all of these guys. Too many guys, right? That's the thing, the volume. So, you know, when we're making these projections, I I know people who live in this fantasy world are saying, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be going under for any of these guys. Well, wait a minute. If Sterling is going to get X amount of numbers, he's got to take it away from somebody else, okay? And remember, Sterling also, when he came back, other guys were out of the lineup. When he was hurt, others benefited. So that dynamic is also in play. I'm fine with 70. All I'm saying is I'm prefacing where this is going to go. If you expect us to predict that everybody's going to get 1,000 yards at 15 touchdowns, I mean, we're not living in reality
2: here. Just to give you an idea, okay, in his rookie year, Daniel Jones, and we'll use that as a basis, right, he averaged 21.5 completions per game. All right? That's how many completions. He had 280 completions in 13 games that year, right? He Played in 13 played in 14 started in 13 right in his rookie year if I have that right in front of me yeah. so that's 21 and a half receptions completions per game so if you do that over the course of a 17 game season you come up with 366 total catches that's running backs tight ends receivers so if you we do all these numbers and we come up with 400 receptions that's probably not realistic right sure yeah so you're right that's something to keep an eye on here so Do you want to depress it back a little bit? Do you want to put it around like 68 to 67? Would you be more comfortable with that?
1: Yeah, I think maybe a little bit lower because even though, once again, we're adding the additional game, John, we have to factor in more weapons. And here's the other thing. Daniel, and maybe you disagree, John, I don't really think he played a favorite in his first two years in the NFL. I agree. Okay, I don't think he said Sterling's my guy every game. Darius Sladen's my guy. I know Slayden had a good rapport with him as a rookie, but those numbers slightly came down. So even with Kenny Galladay in the equation, I'm not going in expecting, well, Daniel's just going to favor Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to take what the defense gives him, and some games, Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy I'm combining two names, Kenny Galladay's going to go off, <laughs> and then other games there's going to be Sterling leading the pack. So that's another reason why I think we need to be realistic with these projections. So, yeah, a little bit lower than 70,
2: I think, is a fair set. So how about we go 67 and a half?
1: 67 and a half. That
2: makes sense. Okay, that sounds good. You're going over or under? For Sterling, I'm going to go slightly over for Shepard. So am I, actually. I'm going over for Sterling as well. I think he's going to say healthy final. He's due.
1: Well, that's one factor, and I also think that the routes he runs, regardless of the new faces, John, bodes well for him getting targets from Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's going to get taken off the field for people. I think his skill set's unique. I'm with you. Okay, so we're on agreement with that. Do you want to go through receptions, Lance, for all the guys and then do stat by stat, or do you want to do player by player? How would you rather do this?
1: Let's go player by player because the projection for receiving yards is somewhat in line with what you do for receptions. Good
2: point. All right, let's, let's go receiving yards then. Sterling, 683, is a rookie. Uh, his last three years, 656, 576, 872. And this will be easy to figure out um, yards per catch then as well as we as we do that stat. Uh, though, you know what, if we're doing receptions and yards, those kind of combine for yards per catch, so we probably don't have to necessarily do that per se. So, all right. If you take a look at this, Lance, I think you have to put, if we're going to give him 67.5 in terms of receptions, I think if you look at between 10 and 11 yards per catch, I think you're probably looking at somewhere between 650 and 700 for receiving yards here. Do you think that's about right? Yeah, I would say that that's about right. You look at
1: 872 is his career high, and he had 731 in 2017, and he played 16 games in 2018. Could Sterling end up with about 750 receiving yards this year? I don't think that's crazy.
2: No. So do you want to go 700 flat? Let's go 710. How about that? All right. Just 710. That would equate to 42 receiving yards per game over a 17-game season. Yeah, I don't think that's a stretch at all. No, I think yeah. you think it's low. I would
1: say... Well, I was going to lean towards a low. That was going to be my initial reaction. But once again, there's going to be games where Sterling is quiet. We've seen that throughout his career. Remember, Sterling's the type of guy, John, remember, we've seen games. Sterling can get seven catches for 42 yards, right? We've seen some of those games. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, him averaging around 42, you want to raise it to
2: 745? 740, just so we have it. Would equate to around forty-three and a half yards per game. I mean, we're really split in here. We're split. Okay, so yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> why why don't we do seven forty or seven thirty-five? How about we do seven thirty-five? Seven thirty-five. That sounds okay. good. Yeah. All right, seven thirty-five, and that comes out to forty-three yards per game. All right, so that's seven. That's forty-three per game. All right, I'm gonna go. Since I went over on receptions, I'm gonna go over on that as well.
1: Yeah, and I'm with you too. Okay. Because Sterling is the one guy who, despite the new additions, I think it remains stable. He's the one guy I'm not anticipating a huge drop as a result of the new talent. The other guys, that's where it gets a little bit trickier. All
2: right, let's go to touchdowns. I'm going to skip yards per catch because that's just a combination, Lance, of yards per game and reception. So I don't think we need to necessarily do that number. So. Uh, I can actually just do the math and figure that out on our own, right? Based on the numbers we put together. So, let's look at touchdowns. Uh, Sterling Shepard, you know, he has not been a touchdown machine. No, not at all. For lack of a better word, he has one. I mean, he has twenty. I'm sorry, eight. I was looking at um at, at rushing. He has eight touchdowns in his rookie year. Since then, though, two, four, three, and three, and they have a lot of red zone targets. So, three and a half. Do you want to put it at?
1: I was thinking four just to make it interesting because he's been at that borderline, but three and a half, you got to think as much. So I'm, I'm good with both of those. numbers.
2: Okay. Let's go three and a half. I'm going to go under for touchdowns. Ooh. I'm going to say three. Yeah. And man, this is just receiving go so now. back and forth with this. this. This is not rushing. This is just receiving. No, of course. Yeah. And Sterling could get a
1: rushing opportunity. He got one there. last year. Yep. He's the type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that was against the San Francisco 49ers, if I'm correct. I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go under.
2: Okay. Wow, we're in lockstep on Sterling. Okay, let's go to Darius Slayton. We're going to go late here, folks. Deal with it. Um, Dar- <laughs> All right, Darius Slayton here. We are giving it to you and you deal with it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you will enjoy the rest of the show. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Darius Slayton in his two years here. We'll try to pick up the pace a little bit here, Lance. Uh, rookie, 48 for 740. Second year, 50 for 751. I think we're right in this range here. I'm willing to just split the difference and go 49, to be honest with you. I'm even willing to go a little bit lower if you want and do like 45. But I think if we just split the difference and go 49, I'm, I'm very open to that. Yeah, let's split the difference. Okay. Do you want to do 48 and a half or 49 and a half? No, let's go
1: 49. Can we do 49 on the spot, or you don't want to do that? You'd rather do that. We can do it.
2: I think the odds we hit that on the head are probably very low. Um, I'm going to go under on that just because I think he's going to be a guy that doesn't get a ton of catches, but he's going to make a ton of big plays. So I'm going to go under on that.
1: Yeah, I'm completely with you in terms of your thinking. And I think Darius, unlike Sterling, Could be impacted much more in terms of targets. So he's going to be the type of guy that he's going to have to rely on making the most of his opportunities for some of those explosive plays. So I will go under in terms of receptions.
2: Now, his yards per catch were very consistent between 15 and And 15. And this is where he can
1: make up for the lack of catches, perhaps.
2: Right. So do you want to, I mean, if we're going to put his, you know, basically his receptions at around the same, should we just split the difference on his receiving yards and make it 745? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, seven forty-seven fifty-one. 751. Considering we use the same approach with receptions, I think to be fair, let's
2: go there. I'm with you. 745. I'm going to go under on that for Darius. Uh, I'm going to go under as well. Okay. That was quick. We like that. Touchdowns, 8 and 3. I think we could probably put his number, Lance, maybe a little bit higher because of the big plays. You want to put his touchdowns at over under 4 or 4.5 maybe? Let's go 4.5. All right, I'm going to go over four and a half for him on touchdowns.
1: I'm going to go under. Okay. See, I can see him getting four. All
2: right, you want to do Tony or Galladay next?
1: Let's do Kadarius Tony.
2: Okay, let's do Tony. We have no numbers, obviously, so we're kind of just doing this. (sighs) I think Giant fans are going to get mad as to where I want to put this reception number, so I will let you put a number out there first before I give my opinion.
1: Oh, boy. For Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I
2: know it's tough, right?
1: Well, you know what? Let me bring up the college numbers just as a basis. You're Once gonna again, have, you're gonna have really him. you can't even read into this because it's yeah. not like he's running the Florida office. And, but,
2: y- and you're only gonna have one year to go off of pretty much.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because he has the seventy receptions. I would say for Kadarius You want to go with is forty
2: too low? No. Or is that a fair basis? I don't think 40 is too low. I don't think 40 is too low. I think Giant fans will get mad if he only has 40, but that's what I think it's going to be. Well,
1: I mean, once again, I, I'm going to go think, back to the statement. No, no, John, I know you're speaking to right. the fans, but I'm going to go back to what we talked about before we started these Right, and by the way, I
2: think he's going to have rushing attempts. I think he's going to have punt and kick returns. So he's going to get the ball other ways. Correct. Maybe he's he's going to touch
1: the ball right. to make an impact. It just may not come through a catch. That's it. So I think 40 a good number. Okay. I'm with you on that. I'm going to go under. And remember, playing time could fluctuate too. Remember, if he's going to be a return guy and they're going to put him out of the backfield, he may not run out as a receiver as much because they're going to look at it maybe how many touches he gets. Keep that in mind.
2: I'm with you 100%. I'm going under on that. And I'm going to go under too. Because if you were to ask me, Kadarius, Tony, I'm thinking
1: more in the 30
2: ballpark. I would say between – I was going to put his over under like 35 or 36.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking in that 33-35 areas where I could see Tony finishing up on the season.
2: Right. But then, you know what? What happens, though, if someone gets hurt over the course of, course of the year— Of course, he gets more playing time, he runs plain. more routes, oh, right, 100%. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so we'll look at 40 catches, 500 receiving yards. That would put him at, like, 10.3 yards per catch. Well, because he's a
1: guy that could get yak, so I think you need to account for that. I think 500 would be a good number.
2: Okay, let's go 500. I'm going to go under that.
1: And I'm going to go under as well.
2: Okay, touchdowns. Now, I think he can score. I'm willing to put his touchdowns even higher than Slayton. I'm willing to do touchdowns at four or five for him. I think he's good. They're going to try to figure out a way to use him in the red zone, I think. I'm with you. So, if we went five...
1: I think that makes it interesting that you want to go five and a half.
2: I, I because I, think, I mean
1: he could end up with six. It's not crazy. Let me put it this
2: way: five and a half, it would be an easy decision for me to pick under. And I think we need to make it. If I did five and a half, you would pick under too, right? Yeah, I'd be going back and forth with that. That's why. All right. Yeah, I mean, Darius could get six. Because think about it. You're now
1: involving. Well, wait a minute. Remember, you're not necessarily keeping the rushing totals in this one. This is just receiving. Correct. So, you know what? Actually, the more and more you think about it, yeah, I probably would then lean towards the under. All right. So, why don't we bring up a fair point? So, how
2: about we do four and a half? We'll do the same one as Darius. How about that? It's good to me. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go for Darius. You know, here's the thing. Are they going to do those, like, Debo Samuel plays where they pitch it to him in the backfield? Well, so then that's what I'm thinking, right? And then that gets
1: classified <laughs> as a run, right? Yeah. All right.
2: I, I'm going to so. go... <sighs> Boy. Remember, if they pitch it forward, though, you know, when the guy, the guy goes... Of course,
1: and then you in that counts the as a pass. We've seen that. Catch. The quarterback, the wide receiver runs up against him, and then he throws it in front of him.
2: Yeah, yeah I know. I'm going to go under. I went over for Darius. I'll go under for Tony. I think you're going to go over.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go over. Yeah, because, once again, I'm also thinking about the math in terms of if we're targeting Daniel Jones' Mm -hmm. 25, 26 touchdown passes, you know, based on what I did with Shepard and Slade, and I was relatively low for those two guys. Somebody else has to make up for it. Granted, there's Rudolph and Engram, but I'll go as a flyer, Tony with expectations a little higher for him to find the answer. I
2: I like it. All right, let's go to big boy, Kenny Galladay here. Let me bring up his numbers, folks. Kenny Galladay here, 1,000 yards in 2018, 1,190 yards in 2020 in 2019, and 2020 was basically a wash for him with only five games played. So, Lance, I think we have to put it at at least 1,100. The question is, I think, how much more above 1,100 do we put it? Hmm. And by the way, for Giant fans out there, you might not enjoy this, but I'm, I have NFL Network on in my basement as I'm doing the show. They're putting on that Week 18 Giants-Cowboys game from 94. It was actually the game happened in 95. It was January 2nd. I think this is the Emmitt Smith separated shoulder game, if I'm not mistaken. It's just on NFL Network right now. Anyway.
1: I'll go. Why don't you set it at, you think,
2: 1150 is reasonable? Yeah, I have no problem with 1150.
1: I think 1150 is a good number.
2: Okay. And he did that. He did 1190 in 16 games in 2019. Yeah. So... You think it's going to get spread around a little bit more? What do you think he's going to match that? Should we just match it and go 1190? You think that's a little bit too rich? Remember, there's an extra game in there. Yeah. Maybe 1200 flat? We go 1200 flat. All right. I'm down with that.
1: Yeah. If you're factoring in, if he does play all 17 games and can do somewhat close to what he did in 19.
2: All right. I am going to go for 1200 flat. I've gone under for the last two, I'm going to go over. For Galladay at twelve hundred.
1: For Galladay, I'm going to go slightly under. Okay. For twelve hundred
2: touchdowns, he had eleven last or eleven in twenty nineteen. He had five in twenty eighteen. Do you think six and a half, seven here, seven and a half? Oh wow! I thought you were going
1: to go a little bit higher. Interesting. Well, he only had five in twenty eighteen. No, I know. I just thought with the games, maybe we'd go Mm -hmm. more in that eight nine area. All
2: right. So how about eight or eight and a half?
1: I'd be Let's okay go eight and that. a half.
2: Eight and a half? Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Over or under on that for you?
1: I'm going to go over. Ooh, over. I could see him getting in that nine category.
2: Let's see. What did I do for Barkley touchdowns? I went under on his rushing touchdowns. You know, I'm going to go, I think, well, you'll see why. I'm going to go under on eight and a half. I think he's going to finish with eight on the mark. And how many receptions, you think? 70 in 2018, 65 in 2019. I don't think he's gonna. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shepard finished with more catches than him. To be honest with you, but I, I think Galladay will eke him out. Do you want to go seventy flat? Seventy two, maybe. Seventy flat. I think that works. Why don't we
1: do? I want to do. I want to do. Because remember, I mean, this is a guy that's got a good yardage per reception, oh, so it's he doesn't necessarily need a high reception rate to get to that. 1100, 1200 yardage that we're talking
2: All right. About. So we put him at 1200. Just want to do the math really quick. Okay. So if we have him at 1200 receiving yards and we play 17, uh, not 17 games, I'm sorry, 1200 receiving yards, if we think he's going to get 70 catches, let's say. Yeah. Well, that, that's that what I thought. That equates to about 17 yards per catch, which I think is about right. I think that's about right. Yeah. I mean, think of, on his
1: career, he's averaged 16.8 yards per reception. So all right, let, I don't think that's a stretch. Let's go all.
2: 70, and I'm going to go over on that.
1: I'm going to go under on that.
2: Okay. Perfect. All right, good. Now let's go to the tight ends. Evan Ingram, a guy who finally played all 16 games last year, Lance. He was very excited about that. Uh, finished with 63 catches, had 44 and 45 the two years prior, but that was just in 8 and 11 games. He had 64 catches back in 2017. I don't think Kyle Rudolph cuts into his snaps much. It might cut into his targets. So I think if we put his over-under receptions between 60 and 65 here, I think that's probably a good number. Yeah, Evan
1: stayed healthy last year, to your point. And remember, we're not necessarily figuring guys are going to get banged up and hurt so there's no reason why we can't put it in that ballpark from what he did last season. That he can at least try to duplicate that and stay in that area. So you look good with 65? Uh, well, the extra game. That's why I put it at yeah, 65. 64 is a rookie. All right, let's go
2: with 65. All right, yeah. 65. Very good. Okay, um, I'm going to go under that.
1: And I'm going to go slightly under, too.
2: Okay. Let's go yards, 654 last year, 467 the year before, but about 10.5 yards per catch both those years, 12.8 in his second year, 11 yards per catch um, in his first year with 577 and 722 yards. So there are things to kind of keep an eye on here, Lance. Um, I would say for receptions, uh, rather for uh, receiving yards, you want to put him around that many yards per catch? Do you want to do 650?
1: That's the exact number I was thinking about.
2: Or is that, I think, you know, but he's never been that low in yards per catch. So if we're putting his receptions at 65. We should All right, probably so bump put it 680 maybe? Yeah, 680 or 690. All right, why don't, we, why don't we do 685? We'll cut it in half. All right, and I'm going to go under that.
1: And I'm going to go under, too, because I had him below on the receptions, so I'm going to keep that math pretty much in sync.
2: Okay, and now we're going to go touchdown. And I down. do think yes.
1: Rudolph is going to eat into his production a little bit. Maybe to your point, not necessarily the snaps, but I do think Rudolph's going to take away opportunities.
2: Yes. All right, now let's go to touchdowns, Lance. Six as a rookie, three, three in his second and third years, is just one last year. Do you want to put it at three? That
1: was the exact number I was thinking. Three or three and a half, unless you think three and a half makes it very too easy.
2: If I made it three and a half, what would you do? I'd go under. And that would be a pretty easy decision for you, right? Uh, I don't think I'd hesitate on that. Okay, so let's make it three, and I'm going to go over. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I love what Lance makes that sad. That's great. I'll (laughs) I'll go
1: over, too. Yeah, because right. I mean it's not crazy I like it. to think Evan can get four touchdowns. I don't think he's gonna get one. I'm expecting him to find the end zone a little bit more often than last year. Yes. And he could be in that middle ground. His career high is six as a rookie. So four touchdowns for Evan Ingram? I don't think that's crazy at all.
2: Cool. All right. Final guy. Let's go Kyle Rudolph here, Lance. And boy, I gotta look up his numbers here. I didn't have them up in front of me. Um he's a guy that obviously has a long standing NFL career. I'm not gonna go through his numbers every year. Yeah. Last remember,
1: last year he was a blocker, so the numbers are not that impressive. And he missed four games. Right,
2: and he missed four games, true. So, you know, last year was 28 catches, 39 the year before that in 16 games. But before that, you're at 64 catches, 57, 83. Now, he's the number two tight end here. Do you think he breaks? I think 50 is way too high for receptions. Is 40 too low? Or is 40 about right for a number two tight end?
1: I think he could finish with—Kyle could be a guy that gets about 47 to 48 receptions, no?
2: So what do you say, like 43-and-a-half maybe for him? That,
1: that would be a good number. Is that too yeah.
2: low? I think that's a good
1: number, right? No, 43-and-a-half or 44. I mean, if we're saying Evan's getting in the 60s, yeah. then yeah, I don't think Kyle's getting there. And 50 may be a little too high, but— once again, 45 in that ballpark, I think, is very reasonable for Kyle. Right, so
2: let, let's go 43.5 for him. Um, and I'm going to go under that.
1: And I'm going to go over for that.
2: Okay. Now let's go touchdowns. Boy, only one last year, but, but before that, six, four, eight, seven, five. 5. He's a touchdown machine. Yeah. I think we got to put this at minimum four, Lance, and maybe 4.5. How about 4.5? 4.5
1: is fair.
2: And I'm going to go over on that.
1: And I am completely with you because I think five could be his magic number.
2: I agree. All right, and then receiving yards, finally. uh, If he averages about, you know, last year he's actually at almost 12 yards per catch, which was by far, his largest in his career. The three years, the five, heck, the eight years before that he was between nine and (laughs) ten. So (laughs) pretty consistent. So I would say somewhere between 400 and 430 is kind of what we're looking at here for yards? Yeah. Like 425 you think is a good number?
1: 425, yeah. Or you want to go 430 on the nose or well 430 was go on your higher side. I
2: can go 430, that's okay.
1: If we went 430 because we projected we projected 43 and a half receptions, right? Yep. So if you do mm-hmm. the 10 yards per catch, yeah, we're pretty much right in that territory. You're right.
2: I think 430 is a good number then. I'm going to go yeah. under on that.
1: And since I went over on the receptions, I'm going to go slightly over in terms of the
2: receiving yards. Makes sense. All right, folks, there yeah. you have it. Those are our offensive players. And I was going to do team stats. Maybe we'll save that as we get closer to training camp because we're, frankly, way late. But I wanted to get all these numbers in. Tomorrow with Lance, with uh, not Lance, with Jeff and Paul, it'll go a bit faster because we're not determining the numbers. They're just predicting over and under. And I'll try to put them in a tough spot, Lance. I'll try to turn the screws on a little bit sure. for us, which we is like always that. fun. Yes. I'll try to put the pressure on them a little bit. Try to get them to fight, which is always even more fun. <laughs> Good stuff, Lance. We will talk to you uh, next week. Sounds good. For Lance, man, enjoy your July 4th weekend, my friend. You as well. For, for Lance, man, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us for another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Of course, you can find the archive of this show and all of our podcasts at Giants.com slash podcast. Make sure you check out the Giants huddle. We've been doing a bunch of player interviews on that. For Lance, I'm Schmelk We'll see you next time. Have a good one.